Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 985. Don't take no for an answer and you'll get to go wherever it is that you want to go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Georgia Durante. Georgia, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Hey, I'm always buckled up. You are. This lady is, and you're going to learn about that in just a minute. Georgia Durante is the founder of Performance 2, a company that provides stunt drivers for the movie and automotive industries. She's performed in hundreds of national and international television commercials as a stunt driver, as well as appearing in motion pictures and print ads. By the time she was 17 years old, Georgia was considered the most photographed girl in the country. She was that Kodak girl that all of us who've been around that long remember seeing in over 80,000 drugstores around the country. In the 70s, she doubled for stars as stunt driver and launched her company. And her best-selling book, The Company She Keeps, is about her time as a model and then her involvement in the mob. That's right, I said the mob, as a driver and her successful attempts to escape being involved with the mafia. This is going to be interesting. Georgia has touched thousands of people with her story, has spoken to numerous groups, and her motivational talks help people in abusive relationships, with drug addiction, and in need of help. Uh, We're going to hear some interesting stories about that, too. So, Georgia, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your very interesting life and passion for automobiles? Well, yeah, I started uh, actually helping guys in in garages and handing them their tools. And 17, they, well, was I 17? No, I was like, I was like 16. And I started racing. Um, Wow. They were drag races. Uh I just had a love for car. I I had a love for speed and and this adventurous thing that I had going on. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I think that's been going on your whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, my love for cars came at a very young age. I used to steal my parents' cars in the middle of the night when I was 12 and Uh just just drive around. I just loved, I just loved the excitement of it. Oh my gosh. 12, holy cow. That was the beginning of a very interesting life. And I'll tell you folks, I mean, (laughs) we could have Georgia talk for a couple hours just about her life and so forth, but we're going to get into the questions here. And I think we're going to get some tidbits of things that you've done over your lifetime. And as we continue on this very amazing journey called Your Life, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has a meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the, in your case, inspirational tires smoking here on Cars. Yeah. So Georgia, take the wheel. (laughs) You can do anything. If you put your mind to it and you really want it, you can make it happen. Well, how have you incorporated that into the many things you've done in your life? And it's almost a silly, redundant question for you because you've led a life so far outside of the norm. But give me or give our listeners one example of how you fought against a a particular system that might not have usually allowed, Hmm. say, a woman into it, like stunt car driving. I used to drive the getaway cars for the mob back in the late 60s, early 70s. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, and I escaped to California because there was a contract out of my life. 
I knew too much. Wow. And the only thing I had ever done was model and drive getaway cars, basically. <laughs> yeah. And so when I came to California, I couldn't really model because they would figure out where I was and they would find me. Oh. And I was holed up in this apartment. I found a friend that I used to model with in New York, and I stayed in his little studio apartment. And I'm watching TV every day. I have no money. I don't know. Can't. There's no way to make money. And it seemed like every time there was a commercial, it was a car commercial. And I really began to look at it and realized you could never see the driver. Yeah. I said, that's perfect. <laughs> you know? So my friend, who was an actor, would tell me where they were shooting car commercials. So I would show up on the sets and I would bug these directors and they just look at me like, yeah, sure, she can drive, right? And at the time, they were putting wigs on guys. Women just weren't doing that yeah? kind of thing. Yeah, okay. But... I didn't give up. I just kept showing up. And finally, <laughs> one director got so sick of seeing me. He says, all right, I'll give you a shot. He said, show up on Tuesday. We'll see what you can do. Wow. So I showed up on Tuesday and uh, showed him what I could do. <laughs> wow. You know, what's incredible about this, number one, is it goes back to your saying that you can do anything you want to do. And the fact that you, your stick to and your uh, intuitions told you that, you know what, I've been driving a car since 12 in the middle of the night. My mom's car <laughs> is pretty cool. But uh, it did, we could do a whole show about this mob involvement. But I just want to touch on that a little bit because I'm sure right now everybody listening is going, wait, go back to the story before. The, the, <laughs> can you just touch a little bit of how did you get involved in that world? I mean, how did you get uh, – was it something you wanted to do or is it by accident? Well, all these mob guys – they were like neighborhood guys. To me, they weren't different. Uh -huh. You know, that was the norm. And when I moved to New York City, I, I got a job at an after-hour club, and I was dating the owner. I just set a drink down in front of this guy, and like three seconds later, he pulls out a gun, and he shoots the guy next to him. What? Everybody scattered. Yeah, and Frankie threw me the car keys, and he says, Georgie girl, pull up the car, quick. So... <laughs> they got his body down two flights of stairs. I pulled the car up. They threw him in the back seat, and I drove him to Bellevue Hospital, where we just left his body on the sidewalk, beeped the horn, and took off. Oh, my gosh. All they talked about <laughs> was, man, Georgie girl, can you drive a car? Well, two months later, they that was the talk of the town. Mm -hmm. I went back to Rochester, which was my hometown. And I ran into the godfather of upstate New York, and he said, Georgia, you've got to do me a favor. He said, if, if uh, anybody finds out about this, he said, they're going to find my, my body in the Genesee River. He said, I can't trust anybody. And I said, sure, Sammy, what do you want me to do? He says, I need you to, to deliver a message for me. So he shows up the next day with this envelope. And I fly back to New York, and there's this black limousine waiting for me. And they drive me into Brooklyn, and I get escorted into this back room. And I'm introduced as Georgie Girl. This one guy raised his eyebrow like he had remembered hearing the name. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I handed him the, the envelope. And we're walking out of there. And the guy says to me, the old man really liked you. And I said, which old man? They were all old. I'm like 17, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Yeah. It turned out to be Carlo Gambino. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they must have figured... If Sammy could trust me with a message like that, which I, to this day, I don't know what was in it, and they knew I could drive, 
and I was appearing on covers of magazines. It was like I was the perfect person for them to use. Nobody would ever suspect you. Yeah. (laughs) So it started out with me delivering packages, and and I would pick up these packages, and I'd drive them to JFK Airport where these two guys in suits would be waiting for me, and I'd hand them the 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 boxes and I had no idea it was in those boxes. I found out later there were millions of dollars in the in these packages and I was delivering them to the CIA who was then laundering the money for the mob in foreign countries. Oh my god. So okay. Getting, now this gets yeah. this gets <laughs> Okay, I I'm sitting here going, what have I gotten myself into here? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Maybe we need to well, stop this talk right now and just delete this file. <laughs> Holy cow, Georgia, this is incredible. Yeah, well, then it progressed to what they called pickups. And I thought what they were doing was collecting the VIG, and I would always, like, park around the corner. One night they came out with their guns out, flung open the doors and said, step on it, and I heard the sirens in the back, and I had to get away. Oh, my gosh. And. Unfortunately, I did because then they wanted to use me all the time and I was getting in very deep and there was not an easy way to get out. Right. Yeah. Once you're in, they don't let you out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was uh, it was a very interesting time in my life, but oh it was gosh. actually the uh, the stepping stone to, to what I do today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I think we could do an entire show about all of that, but we're going to get back to cars a little bit here as I'm sitting here stunned with my mouth open going, somebody recommended Georgia should be on your show because she's a stunt driver. And holy cow. Yeah, a little bit more than that. Wow. Well, anyway, let's move on. And I want to ask you about a story that instigated your passion for cars. You talked about handing wrenches the guy when you're a teenager that were drag racing and doing all that. But is there a pivotal moment you can recall when you said, you know what, I am a car gal? Well, it started out on a golf course. My father was a golf pro, and he had all these electric carts that, you know, you would rent out to the golfers. I would get up in the middle of the night, and I figured out how to hotwire them because he'd hide the keys on me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd call my friends, and we would drag race down the down the fairways. Oh my gosh! In the middle of the night, and it was dark. We'd we'd end up on the greens. My poor father, he he, it was backbreaking. I mean, he had to fix the greens, and yeah. he always said, you know, I want ten percent of all your action because <laughs> you know I I paid dearly for your education. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he just he deserves a little something for putting up with all that. Being a being a father of a daughter, I I, uh, I can't even imagine. You were a handful, I think. I I definitely was a handful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, this next question has to do with challenges and failures in business. And maybe we can talk a little bit about your stunt business, because I find it really interesting and fascinating and very exciting that you escaped to California, hit away, and then you figured out a way to have a, a career out in the open without anybody seeing you. I mean, this is so cool. So, yeah, t- so talk yeah. to us about a huge challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. And then what did it teach you and how did you move forward? Well, the challenge was because I was a woman, mm-hmm. and women just weren't doing that kind of thing. And breaking into a man's world, especially in the stunt world, you had to prove yourself constantly, constantly. And I and I did. You know, what actually happened was I started getting so much work because there was a demand for women, and there weren't any women doing it. Ah. So I started out by 
I was turning down work. I couldn't do it all. So I said, geez, if I could just clone myself, I could be a millionaire, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I went after good-looking women who could drive. I went after race car drivers and mm-hmm. stunt women and trained them in precision. And there's really a lot more work for men than there is women. So I had to bring guys on the team, too. Mm-hmm. So I was working with Bobby Unser Sr. and met his son and brought Bobby Unser Jr. on the team and a guy by the name of Dar Robinson, who was the most incredible stuntman. I remember that name, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he was killed doing a stunt, actually. Mm-hmm. And so I came out of the gate with, I got 16 stunt drivers and came out of the gate with guys like Bobby Unser and Dar Robinson. And so the, the business took off. Yeah. And and then we ended up doing all the car commercials that you see on the air. But we were kind of like, as a team, we were like the Blue Angels, but mm-hmm. on the ground with cars. Yeah, I've seen some great pictures of all you guys with your blue outfits, your flu- blue racing suits and all together. And is that where the uh, Performance 2 company came along? You created that company along with a whole bunch of drivers and provided drivers for different venues? Right. That's yeah. exactly what, what what I did. Wow. Uh-huh. That is that's fast. And working with... Some big names, too. Holy cow. I mean, those are some icons in the industry. Well, I was asking, I guess, for a career aha moment. And you've had some amazing aha moments. But is there one that stands out when you look back at the breadth of your career that you'd like to share? As far as getting into the business? Well, something that you were in, you were doing some things and you went, ah, that's the place I should go. That's what I should go do. And and this might be a nice segue into this book you wrote because the company I keep, this book is fascinating. And I know that it's touched many people and has led to a career of speaking and engagements and some incredible stories you've shared on other shows about even saving people's lives. So maybe now's a good time to touch on that a little bit. Why you wrote the book? Well, I I think the aha moment was sitting there watching car commercials on TV and saying, ah, I could do that. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my aha moment. But I was doing a Bugle Boy jeans commercial, and I had to do a 180 on a narrow mountain road. And it was a vintage Dino Ferrari that I was driving. And the back tire caught the the soft shoulder and flipped the car over the embankment. And I was somersawing towards a 300-foot drop-off into the ocean. Oh, my gosh. All I thought was... Oh my God! I'm I'm wrecking a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. <laughs> Instead of thinking about my life yeah. and you know how they say everything passes before you when you're ready to die, uh-huh. that didn't happen. It was all about the car. Yeah. And I was fine. I I stopped forty foot short of going over the cliff. Whoa. And So they're taking me in the ambulance, and I'm laying there thinking. Why was the car so important? Why wasn't my life important? Mm, So when I got back from location, I went to see a therapist. And the therapist suggested that I get a journal and just write in it for 20 minutes a day. And all this stuff started coming out that I had suppressed for so many years. And it was all coming out on paper. I'd never really tried to analyze my life before, you Mm -hmm. know? Sure. And then I started adding dialogue. And it turned into a book. I mean, I had no idea I was writing a book, but I didn't think I could write. So I called my friend was Sidney Sheldon. Oh, that said, that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I called him. I said, Sidney, I said, do you know a ghostwriter that 
possibly I could use? I said, I, I, I think I'm writing a book, but I, I don't know how to write. And he said, send me what you got. Okay. So I had about 40 pages of this raw journal. And he calls me three days later and he says, Georgia, you don't need a ghostwriter. He said, you know how to tell a story. He said, and you have a story to tell. Wow. He said, but what I would do, he says, I would go back to the beginning, go back to your childhood, get the reader to know you and love you. So when they get to these parts, they'll forgive you. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Yeah. He was a wise guy. He knew it. Well, not one of those wise guys, but he, he, since we're talking about the mob, but he, yeah, he saw something there. Well, you know, that leads me to the next question. I always ask my guests about a proudest career moment, but I know that you're very proud of this book, as you should be, because some of the stories I've heard, it's actually saved some people's lives, right? Oh, my gosh. It, it saved. When I was doing the Larry King show, he had asked me about, well, he he read the book, so he knew about this, but I was doing a lot of radio shows, and there's a lot of abusive issues. I was married to a guy who he was extremely abusive. He was in the mob. He put a gun to my head with one bullet in it, pulled the trigger twice. Oh, my God! He held me out of a two-story building by my ankles because I wanted to leave. Oh. When I was doing this radio show, a, a gal was working at the station, and my book was lying around, and she took it home. She emailed me, and she said, if I had not read this book, I wouldn't be here to be writing you today. She said, you, oh, wow. she said I plan to kill myself this weekend. Wow. She said, but after reading your book, she said, if you could do it with what you were up against, then I can do it. Yeah. And then she signed her name with a small N. And I emailed her back and I said, the first thing you must do is capitalize your name. Your name, <laughs> you yes. Yeah. And get... Um, Some self-esteem going there. Yeah. The self-esteem, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've spoken in prisons and, and, and that's really what it's all about. I mean... Things happen to people that break down their self-esteem, and then they end up in prisons. Right. And it's just amazing. And one of my drivers, he lived in Colorado, and he was he had met this girl, and she lived in Ohio. So they're talking on the phone, and he just read the part in my book where I had a, a sister-in-law that was married to an abusive husband, and and she asked for my help in trying to get him to come out and talk to him and everything. But my abusive husband wouldn't let me yeah. talk to her. And he did. He came, She came back from vacation. He ended up killing her, oh, her no. four children, and then he killed himself. Oh, my gosh. I'm standing in the cemetery surrounded by six caskets, and I knew this could happen to me. Yeah, I had to get it. Wow. Well, the book, yeah. I'll remind our listeners, The Company She Keeps is, is an absolutely spectacular read. And what we're going to do is... Uh, George is going to personally sign one, and we're going to give one away to a Cars Yeah listener. So I would encourage you to go to the website, carsyeah.com. Click on the free book button. I'll send you my filler-up book, which isn't nearly as exciting as George's book, but it's fun. (laughs) But your name will be in the hat to win a copy, and she will sign it for you as well. And thank you. That's very, very cool. Well, that must make you feel very proud what this book has done and what it's led to for helping people, right? I had no idea what was going to happen. I was terrified when the first publisher who saw it bought it within 23 hours. Wow. And then I, it freaked me out. I yeah. said, oh, my God. Oh, when people in the business today, if they find out about my past, I'll probably never work again, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, <laughs> yeah. But it turned out I stripped myself naked for the reader. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't try to flower up anything. I yeah. just said it the way it was. Right. And that honesty, I think, is what people related to. Right. And it turned, I mean, it just changed everything in my life because I was getting emails from 
all kinds of, you know, people, women and men. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid if I didn't answer these emails that somebody would end up dying or killing yeah, themselves. Yeah, you added a great and, responsibility to your life with this book, didn't you? Yeah, and then and I started going on speaking tours and, you know, helping for abused women and Wow. It just it just took me in a whole different direction. Well, oh, and this whole talk with you has taken me in a whole different direction, too, which is <laughs> really fun and fascinating. I think it's a little different, probably, for, for your show. You huh? know, it is a little different, <laughs> although I've had some wonderful guests. Uh, had a, a guest named Titan, who has a TV show now that, uh, with terrible childhood, ended up in prison and finally found a way to break out and is now doing wonderful things for other people who are in prison to try to help them when they get out of prison to have jobs and have self-esteem. So yeah. very much like yeah. you. So uh, kudos to you for finding a way out of a very bad situation and being successful. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's a really, really gut-wrenching, heartwarming story that I think uh, all the listeners should get their hands on a copy of this book. And I'll make sure on George's show notes page, you've got a link to do just that. Well, let's have a little bit of fun about cars here and go back and talk about your first really special car. Is there a, a first car that you had in your life that had great memories for you? <laughs> yeah, you're going to laugh when you find out what it is. Okay. <laughs> I promise not it to laugh an, too hard. <laughs> it was a 1966 Volkswagen Bug. <laughs> oh, well, everybody loves a Bug. My sister had a 73 Bug. I had a 67 Carmen Ghia, which is basically a Bug, just in a different body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> now, I kind of imagine little Georgia racing around town in a VW Bug. I'm sure you did it, though, right? <laughs> it was so funny because I was modeling at the time, at Eastman Kodak in, in Rochester, and I would you know how cold it is up there mm -hmm. it was like 13 below zero and i'm driving to work and of course volkswagens were notorious for the heat going out yep and there was no heat and i would shift and my windshield would freeze over and i <laughs> and i would be <laughs> taking the ice off on the inside and trying to drive oh, it was oh just my gosh unbelievable. oh but, my gosh well you know it's but kind of, i love that car yeah they're they are everybody loves those cars i mean they're just so much fun and you being the Eastman Kodak girl, I mean, you were, I mentioned this at the beginning, you were in something like 80,000 drugstores around the country when everyone used to take their, when they had film, take their film there. I around mean, you the were, world. The world. You were like the, around the world. You were the yeah. face of Kodak, weren't you? Yeah, I was the Kodak girl, and they weren't too happy about it when my book came out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what did we do? Who did we hire? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, they were they they were a very conservative company. Yes. I was the first girl that they they used. They had a summer girl that was like every year. Uh -huh. And mine was in a bikini, which at that time it came up to my waist. But <laughs> they were so paranoid about coming out with that that they actually airbrushed out my belly button. <laughs> oh, oh, you're kidding. Oh my gosh. Isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah, different times. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Well, how about a car you've owned and let go? Is there a car that you wish you had back in your garage that you used to have? Uh, that I used to have? Yeah. Well, that would be the Volkswagen, but... <laughs> that I same actually, bug, huh? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not that one. Maybe an up upgraded version with heat. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We, well, you're in, you live in California now, so you don't need too much heat. But uh, yeah, well, those, those, those old true. ones had a tough time with those heaters. Uh, they have those boxes that were now in the exhaust system, and if they got any holes in them, you're pumping exhaust fumes right into the car. So. Exactly. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Well, what are you doing today, Georgia, that has you really excited and fired up? What does this year look like for you? 
Well, you know what I'm doing today? I adopted a little girl. Oh my gosh! She's Eleven now. I've had yeah, I've had her since she was ten days old. Wow! And I built her a playhouse, which started out to be like a twenty-five thousand dollar deal, and it turned out to be sixty thousand. <laughs> that's quite. A, that's quite a playhouse. Wow! Yeah, it is. And I started doing children's parties to pay for it, and that evolved into doing weddings. And now I rent my guest house out for vacation people and. I do all kinds of events here, so my home is really now my income, and I I get to be a stay-at-home mom and still have a good income as when I was actually doing the stunt driving. Wow! So that's yeah, I had a I had a couple of stunts gone wrong, and the doctor said if you continue, you're going to be in a wheelchair. Mm. So yeah. Anyway, that's kind of when my little Angela came around, and mm-hmm. now I'm on a whole different. Uh, path. <laughs> wow. What, an, what a wonderful story. What a wonderful thing to do to adopt a child. Yeah. I mean, that's a little nicer than the uh, couple two by fours and slabs of spare uh, plywood that I used to build my playhouse with in the backyard <laughs> that uh, eventually the neighbors said, that's an eyesore. Tear that down. Wow. Well, that's fantastic. Kudos to you for doing that. Wonderful life. And uh, I'm sure she brings massive amount of joy. And I love the ingenuity that your whole life has had about reinventing yourself and creating ways to support yourself in a variety of ways. So, and I, you mentioned weddings. Is that for like the fast getaway from the church? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's the property is called the enchanted manor. And I have had some beautiful events here, you know, Disney, it goes from Gothic to whatever. I mean, you can check that out on the website. It's it's enchantedmanorevents.com. Okay. And anybody who wants to come on vacation, it's like being in a in a paradise. It's wow. beautiful. All right. Well, I'll make sure I, I put call a... it the house that Chevy built. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, I'll make sure I put a link to that on George's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. You just go there and check it out. It is a beautiful place. Here's a very introspective question. It tells us a little bit of how you feel about yourself. If you were a car, Georgia, what would you be and why? And it's not what you want to be. It's how you perceive yourself manifested into an automobile. A Bentley. Ah, uh, you know, I, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, will this be an older Bentley or a new Bentley? Uh, you know what? Both, they're either or. I mean, they're they're both beautiful. I love the convertibles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They're just. Something like a Continental GT like or something like that. around in that. Yeah. Well, you know, that makes sense to me, Georgia, knowing you as I do. You're a very gracious and beautiful woman, but you like to move fast. And the Bentley was always kind of like the fast, speedy version of a Rolls Royce. So I I think that makes sense. (laughs) Very nicely said. Well, Georgia, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners. This is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. 
Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Georgia, we are back, and we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of the throttle, something I'm sure you've done many, many times. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? (laughs) Well, let's see. Stop going so fast. (laughs) (laughs) I figured it'd be something like that or keep the shiny side up, especially after that Dino story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you survived that one. Those cars did not have a lot of protection around them. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes in your life? I would say not taking no for an answer. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can imagine that's exactly right. No, I'm not going to accept that. Uh, I don't want another answer from you. Would you share one of <laughs> Now, would you share a resource that you have? Now, you mentioned the uh, the property you have as a great resource for people who want to go to events or visit somewhere. But is there another resource that you tap into a lot? This could be a, a website, an app, maybe it's a person, could be a blog that you get every day. Being I do a lot of work with abuse, there are many places that you can go now to for domestic violence. I don't have the 800 number right now in front of me, but all you have to do is Go to Google and put domestic violence, and anybody who's in that situation will be able to find help. When I was going through that, there were no places. There were no books on the subject. You know, if you went to a therapist, you were considered crazy, you know? Yeah. But there is help out there for for people in that situation now. Absolutely. And if you know anybody in that situation, please, please uh, help them seek help. There are so many avenues to go down to help people these days. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Well, that would be Bobby Unser. Now, and I've had drinks and, <laughs> and broken bread with him, uh-huh. um, but he is a fabulous person. They're, all the Unsers are great. So they're, they're good friends of mine. And whenever I get an opportunity, I will be in Albuquerque and share a drink with them. That sounds like fun. Love to have him on the show as well. Now, I always ask my guests if there's a book they think that our listeners should read. Definitely George's book. Again, the title is The Company She Keeps. But is there another book you might recommend to our listeners? I'm 
I, the only one I can think of is the company she keeps. <laughs> that's all you need to read. You can figure everything out in life. There you go. Well, that's okay. I love promoting my guest books. And again, I'll remind everybody, George is going to give a signed copy away to a listener. So make sure you go sign up and subscribe on the Cars yeah website so that your name's in the hat. And uh, in about a week from the time this show airs, we will give that book away. And if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, uh, you can go there and figure out how to have your name in the hat to win this book. It's a very, very good read. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these other resources Georgia has been so kind to share on her show notes page on the Cars yeah! website. Just go there and type in Georgia Durante, just like Jimmy Durante, D-U-R-A-N-T-E, and you'll find her page right there. All right, Georgia, we are up to the fun question. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet, something fun, something that uh, I want you to drive. And I think you're the kind of person that will drive anything that's in her garage. There's no garage <laughs> queens in your life, I hope. Money's no object, so don't worry about that. I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. What's it going to be and why? Well, um, King Farouk's Rolls Royce, which is for sale in England right now if you want to buy it for me. It's about a million six. Oh, well, that's not too bad. I've, I've bought much more expensive <laughs> cars. So this is King Farouk's car. Okay. I remember reading yeah. about this. Now, what is it about that car you like so much? Because I, I'm sitting here thinking, here's a woman that loves to drive fast, do stunts, and she's going for kind of a slow, big car. What, what's the deal? <laughs> oh, I just think as it belonged to King Farouk. Come oh, on. okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's some provenance here. I see. It, you know what? Jay Leno, who did his show. Yeah. And I gave him these 1938 Rolls-Royce headlights that were given to me by Buddy Hackett about 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. And Buddy thought, you know, because I was in the business, maybe I could make an end table out of them or something. Well, <laughs> they've been sitting in my garage for 20 years. So I gave them to Jay Leno, and he is going to use them somehow with all the cars that he has in his collection. Yeah. But he was so excited to get them, and I was so excited to get them out of my garage after 20 years. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's a very interesting story. Well, I'll tell our listeners, you know, I was excited because when Georgia called in this morning, I told her last night I watched Jay Leno's TV show, and there she was. I'm like, oh, so excited. There's a lady I get to talk to tomorrow. And there was also a couple other past guests, Rod Emery and uh, Jeff Zwart were on that show. Um, so, uh, yeah, one big happy family there. Now I just need to get Jay Leonard to give me a call so I can interview him. So I'll land him one of these days. Well, Georgia, you have taken us on a very fun, fast, interesting ride today. I've learned so many cool things about you, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you cruise off into the sunset in that King Farouk's Rolls Royce? Well, again, it's like, please don't take no for an answer, and you'll get to go wherever it is that you want to go. Ah, wonderful. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and follow along with the many things that you do? They can go to my website, which is, it's the title of the book. It's called thecompanysheKeeps.com. There's a lot of information on there. Absolutely. And again... And they can also, yeah, buy my book there, and I can sign it for them and send it off. Uh, absolutely. And again, what's the other website to the property where people can go and do events and stay? It's EnchantedManorEvents.com. Sounds fantastic. Well, listeners, again, you'll find all of these great things on Georgia's show notes page on the Cars Show website. 
Georgia, thanks for, for calling in today. This was so much fun. And thanks for being so generous with your time and expertise and amazing life story. Oh, my goodness. I think things are going to only keep getting better and better for you. Until you and I talk again, I will see you down the road. <laughs> nice talking to you, honey. Thank you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.